Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Well, I'm not in good hands, I don't believe. You're not in good hands. I'm with Allstate, but I don't know if I'm good in, in good hands. Oh, what uh, happened? I had a funny thing happen yesterday. I a full day, awesome day. Great meetings after radio with uh, some of the initiatives that we're partnering up with around the globe that I'm fired up about, Boom Crew. So pumped, man. <laughs> so pumped. Um, that was great. Headed off to meet with some of our pastoral staff at 180 Chicago and uh, pulled into the parking lot downtown Chicago and power steering goes out. Oh, no. Car dies as I've just pulled into a slot. So it's kind of cockeyed in there. I couldn't even get it squared away. But praise God. You know, God is so good. He's gracious on stuff like that because I needed to be at this meeting. So if it would have died four blocks sooner and I'm on the side of the road, I wouldn't have gotten to it because I would have had to get it out of the, gotten it out of the way. And then you got towing companies and all that stuff. So I go on this handy-dandy app. Yes. I want to torch apps this morning. Oh, <laughs> So, so it didn't this work out in the app, and I uh, say I need a pickup because i got to get it towed out to my mechanic. It's an alternator. It's a simple thing. I knew it. I suspected it's alternator. The alternator, actually, what it does is it generates and renews a battery. Right. So yeah. The battery, I knew that. Yeah. So no, I didn't. The, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I thought you actually did, you stinker. <laughs> so a combustion engine actually uh, m- moves these flywheels and that flywheel becomes a little generator slash alternator that generates battery power back into the battery. If a battery stood alone, it would run out of juice in about two hours. So you got a full battery, it'd run out of juice. You'd have okay. to keep putting a new battery in every two hours to keep your car going. Interesting. So that's how that keeps that cooking. So the alternator is dead. So I call the good hands people who I give money to every month, every six months, and uh, ask nothing of them. But I ask of them, could you get me a tow truck on the app? The chat link is broken. Oh. And I finally get into a chat bot dialogue and uh, secure a guy. About an hour and a half wait. I'm like, all right, that's fine. And uh, call him up. And he says, I've got the paperwork here, but I need one more piece of paperwork, and they haven't sent it to me. I go back on the app, and they said, we decided to use another vendor. We were searching for it. I wait about an hour, get response back. This one will be here in two and a half hours. Oh, good. my goodness. Lock it in. No problem. I'm good. Get work done down there. Took 15-minute nap on that beautiful, hard, super tough carpet downtown in our office space. Beautiful stuff. He took a nap on the floor. Yeah. Wow. And uh, time came. No one shows. So I call the tow truck. Outfit, no answer. Okay. So I get back on with the chatbot. I said, hey, uh, chatbot, got a problem here. Chatbot says, uh, I think this is over our head. We're going to go with a live chatbot. So I get a live chatbot. And the live guy tells me we've called and they aren't answering. I said, I, I just told you that. <laughs> I just tried that. I let you know that. And live chatbot says we're going to look for another one. No. Oh, wow. 
Anywho, by this time, the sun is set. And I get a hold of someone in some country. And I said, I, I need help. And I can't go through chat discussion anymore. We got to get on this thing. And she says, I can't help you. I said, well, take me stateside to someone who can. I got a hold of a lovely lady in New York City that had a very distinct British accent. I said, hey, I need some help with this. She says, the closest I can find is going to be an hour and a half away. And I said, well, my mechanic has to leave the shop, and I don't want to drop it off in a place that they don't know exactly. It's kind of intricate how to get in there. So I said, uh, we got a problem here because I'm stranded downtown. So I got a hold of my buddy, Ajit, and I said, I need a ride, and he was gracious. Got me a ride, because at this time, I was still hoping to get this thing possibly more quickly towed, but that was not to be. So I've got a stranded car downtown. Got my buddy's car that I drove here, and I let them know that I get off of a radio show in Chicago, and I'm going to be talking about the Good Hands people today. (laughs) And you can't believe the customer response I got on that. Really? She was Mm -hmm. really gracious Mm -hmm. now. She said, Mr. Clausen, I'm going to escalate this to the very top, and you will have an email tomorrow morning. She said, we are so sorry. I said, you know, I'm not even concerned about me. I'm concerned for the women in zero degrees. I said, it's balmy here right now in Chicago, but could be much colder who don't have a room to walk into sitting on the side of the road and who aren't maybe in a secure location well that's what i was alluding to i said you know downtown chicago can be based on the block can be rough you don't know i mean one of the lunches i had yesterday was with an old friend of mine torrence douse and he had uh his second catalytic converter stolen and that's where he was going after our meeting to get a new one put in no I said, man, if there's that kind of money in this torrent, should we go after the same market? <laughs> Keeping a sense of humor is good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, it's good. I slept on it, got up, drove in my buddy's car, and God willing, we're going to get that thing towed today and hauled off to my great friend and mechanic. And God is good. Amen. God is good. You're in good hands with all state. Well, you're safe. <laughs> and that's the praise. I know the jingle, but the chatbot button doesn't work as well as the jingle. Sometimes those technology responses. <sighs> Isn't that funny? Oh, oh boy. yeah. Have you guys ever gotten on a, like a phone call, you know, and the robo call AI kind of pops up and it goes, tell me what you need. Yes. And and you're like, speak to a representative. And they go, okay, you just have to tell me what you need first. And I go, no, I would like to talk to a person. And you have to like, if you say it like five times in a row, eventually they'll just go, okay, I'll send you phone. to somebody. Are, so I'm not the only one that says customer service. Yes. Customer service. Oh, yeah. Customer service. And I think volume helps get it there quicker. Yes. If but you it just, doesn't. If you just no. ignore the machine and what it's asking you to do and you just keep Saying, oh, it'll, it'll hang up eventually it'll just say, okay, I'll send you to somebody well, because it's like, well, Depending I can't on the help phone you. Tree. This <laughs> phone tree was a nightmare. In fact, me and Ajit were cracking up. I said, listen to this. So it says, if you need roadside assistance, click one for the app. And then it gives no other options. And I say customer service. And then it says, 
Hello, you've reached the good hands, people. Oh, it's just that if you a know, circle? No, it just no. It, what it does is it makes you go through it three times. Ah. They're doing everything they can to make sure you don't call. Yeah, yeah. to they, not talk to yeah. you. Absolutely. But the third time through, it gives you option two. But it says, did you know that it works more quickly? If you click one, I said, I'm going to hang with two, and I finally got a hold of someone. Anyway, life goes on. But you know what? Stuff happens. I get it. Stuff happens. <sighs> I need a swig of water. Oh, and that reminds me of what we're talking about today. Hold on. This is going to be so much fun. Okay. Open your Fiji bottle. Yeah. Got Fiji water. They, they've ordered us some water. We're real That's grateful. Right. We've all been hydrating. Very, very grateful. <laughs> it's good stuff. How's it taste? I'd get them. I'd be getting the spring water from Northwest Arkansas, except for Allie works here, so we get Fiji water. What is that? I'm going to choose to ignore Allie, that. do you have a rebuttal? <laughs> I do not. She's okay. got nothing to say. Um, so here's the deal, guys. Imagine being in Jerusalem. They're on the eighth day of Sukkot, or Feast of Booze, or Feast of Tabernacles. Check out when Feast of Tabernacles is in 2024. I think it's September or October, something like that. I'm going to start celebrating more festivals. I'm going to go for it. It is October 16th of this year to okay. October 23rd. Okay. So we got a while to plan for it. Yeah. But you got to plan for it because Feast of Booze, you commemorate the deliverance from Egypt. It's a powerful, powerful thing. The priests would have walked down in white garments to the Pool of Siloam, dipped in gold canisters, reached in, got that holy water. Walked back up to Zion, sprinkled it on the altar. But on the way back up, throngs of people around, Jesus belts out these words. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow live, rivers of living water. And he goes on to say, now these words were said, predicting and forecasting that the Holy Spirit would come, and that's what the Holy Spirit would, would do. We are celebrating the evidence of the Holy Spirit. You might say, well, what in the world are streams of living water? What's that going to look like? How do I know if I'm manifesting this? I mean, come on. That's, a, that's quite a drink, isn't it? Very much so. Let's break it down in a minute and a half. Find us on social media. Just search Curl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. What a passage of scripture, huh? Imagine in Jerusalem. The priests are bringing those gold vessels filled with water from the pools of Siloam. And Jesus shouts out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You know, I broke into the book of Jude this, this week at 180, and it's, it's going to be an awesome ride for a couple of weeks. But the amazing thing is, is that this, Jesus is doing crazy stuff here. What, what do you mean crazy stuff? Well, to stand up and say, in a little bit of a veil, but basically, I'm the answer. Because the, it's at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, Feast of Booze, Sukkot. It's at the end of this celebration on the eighth day. So it's bookended by Sabbath days. But on this eighth day, these guys are bringing this up. 
And they're waiting for the Messiah. And he's in a very veiled way saying, I got water. It's unlike anything you guys see in those jars. Now, is it any wonder that Jesus, by the way, interesting little tidbit here. Anyone want to take a gander how many siblings, uh, take a guess at how many siblings Jesus had? Four. I'm going to say five. Six? Actually, at least six. Wow, I didn't know that. So he has four brothers. And uh, all their names, Simon, Joseph, James. Joseph, well, James. So James firstborn, Joseph, Simon, and then Jude. He's the youngest brother. But he, the, the text is clear that <laughs> when he had pointed the 12 disciples and then he was doing wonder signs, he had mobs of people around him. The, the, uh, the brothers and sisters went out to seize him, is what the scriptures say. And they seized him because they said he's out of his mind. They were not among the early disciples. Well, it was this kind of stuff right here that had them thinking he's out of his mind. So they don't know that Jesus is the Messiah at this point. They probably do. We find, we find that all the brothers are together with the disciples in Acts 1. All the disciples. The brothers. All four brothers are with them. So James wrote a book letter. Jude wrote a letter. And there's two other brothers that are all in followers of Jesus. But it's probably the resurrection of the Christ that caused them to fall to their knees. In fact, Jude in his book, I'm sorry, I'm a little random here, but this is interesting stuff. He never says, uh, my brother, the Messiah. Yeah, you're right. He He, says, the Christ, the Christ, the master. He says, I, Jude, the brother of James, And then he says, and a follower of Christ, the master. What an amazing thing, huh? He didn't lean on that family connection. He wasn't name dropping. He wasn't name dropping. I would (laughs) have. That would have been my brother. Jesus the Christ, my brother. I'm the brother of the Messiah. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Come on now. Give me a robe and give me some of those strobe lights, everybody. (laughs) I'm the brother of the Messiah. Need some walk-up music. Yeah. I'm coming in. Dude, dude, dude. Ric Flair got nothing on me. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's good. That is good. But it's uh, it's an amazing thing. So a quick question we got to wrestle with here is, what in the world is streams of living water? If that's an evidence of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's what Jesus said. Right. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You ever been by a good river that's flowing strong? Yes. Awesome thing. My wife, interestingly enough, my bride, if she could have a house next to anywhere, she would have a house right on the edge of not a big raging river, but a a briskly running brook of water that was flowing over stones and rock. There's some longing in our heart to see that. And to watch that movement, that pristine, clear. And, and Jesus, to hear it. Said, and to hear it. And Jesus said, and I'm going to give you a drink of that when the Holy Spirit comes. What a spiritual metaphor. Isn't that powerful? It is, because you think about all of the things that water does. Yeah. I mean, water is deeply satisfying. Oh. When you are. When you're parched. When you are parched and there's nothing like water. Nothing like water. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, somebody just made a comment here, and I think you might be right on this one. My Greek professor says the word for sisters in Mark 6, 3 is the plural form, meaning at least three sisters. There's some debate on that, but he came from a large family. At least six, maybe seven, maybe eight, maybe nine. He might have had a lot of girls there. It might have been a dozen. Maybe. It's very true. But here's the question. Have you experienced living pure life-giving, soul-quenching power of the Holy Spirit? And if so, where does that happen in your life today? Now, I think it's a dinner bell for us. If we don't have that living, pure, life-giving experience of the Holy Spirit, we need to ask, Holy Spirit, what am I missing? Right, guys? Yeah. You're right about that. That's why we're called to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Over and over again. But what a, what a tremendous evidence of the Holy Spirit. Thirst-quenching Messiah who fills us up with the power of the Holy Ghost that is life-refreshing, soul-quenching satisfaction. There ain't no Super Bowl commercial that can come close to that ad. When you think about all of the things that you use substitutes to try to get that soul satisfaction, that yeah. thirst quench. Yeah. There's a lot of things that sometimes you try first. Yeah. And it just doesn't doesn't get you there. Nah, it doesn't get you there, Ali. Coming up here, we're going to share where we're finding that in our lives. And uh, then we're going to talk about this today, guys. Feast of booze, sukut. Jesus spoke some powerful words, man. Are you living them today? Discipleship to start your day. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Amazing words Jesus spoke. Promising the power of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of the Holy Spirit will be streams of living water that irrigate our soul. Living, pure, life-giving. And the question is, where are you seeing that evidence in your life? And I got to tell you, two things came to mind because Ali immediately asked me, Boom Crew, when we went to that song, well, what are you thinking here, Carl? And we can all, if we just give it a moment, we can think, if you're truly born again, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're sealed in the Holy Spirit. You might be so leaky you need to be filled up today. I would say humble yourself under God's mighty hand and just bow low before him and say, God, just fill me with your spirit. Open your word and let the Lord just fill you up. His presence you don't get on the fly, boom crew. Ever notice that? Yeah, definitely. You don't get his presence on not. the fly. But if, if he's filled you on the fly, he'll give you the juice to make it through. That's the powerful thing. So, you know, it's an interesting thing. I love worship. I love making music in my heart and singing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs one to another. Oh, my goodness. I, my only regret is that somewhere somebody got grained in our brain that the church only meets a, now once a week. It used to be at least twice. Actually, I was raised in church with three times. But there is something so cleansing and spirit-washing about focused on the glory of God and singing toward other people. 
It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's an absolutely beautiful thing. It's mysterious. It is. And I used to sing in in choirs. Yeah. And there would be moments where the choir's all singing songs of faith together. And it's it would be like a a moment such a sacred moment. Yeah. Where the choir's in unity. The the for me, I think beautiful harmony is something that points me to God in a really special way. When you hear music being layered in the way it all fits together and then voices come together and there's a high part and then there's a lower part, yeah. there's a middle part and it all blends. And I think that's evidence of God right there. Yeah, no, and it's, yeah, by the way, that's the evidence of the members of the body coming together, working as one. So what do you say, Boom Crew? 312-274-9624. We're going to take phone calls here and take them for a while. We got so much content, whether we get to it or not, we're going to keep in step with the Holy Spirit here today. Jesus promised and said the evidence of the Holy Spirit is streams of living water, living, pure, life-giving water. Where are you experiencing the Holy Spirit in your life? Where? Where are you experiencing that? So just to break us free from a sense of just worship time, there's so many other ways that we can experience this. I think one of the greatest things God's done in my life in my years that I'm living right now is I am experiencing streams of living water when I pray. Guys, I got to tell you, I pray believing, and it's not like I'm conjuring up belief. I pray believing. I'm starting to believe God for crazy stuff, and it's not my belief. It's just trust in this mighty God who can move mountains. Taking him at his word. Take him in a, at right at his word. So give us a call right now. What's the evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in your life? Where are you seeing it? Where are you tasting that living, pure, life-giving water of the Holy Ghost in your life? 312-274-9624. Come on. You're, this is your show. Helping you take the next step in your walk with Jesus. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. One of the greatest ways that we can help you take your next step with Jesus is hold before you the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit and allow you the opportunity to go, wow, is that happening? So let me just quickly recap. Go back 2,000 years and Jesus has walked into Jerusalem. His timing's impeccable. wonder how that is, by the way. The Son of God is standing somewhere in a huge crowd. I would imagine he's a little bit elevated. And up walk the priests with water from the pool of Siloam. It's the eighth day of Sukkot, Feast of Booze, Feast of Tabernacles. They would, during this feast, by the way, and to this day, festival adherents will take and they will create little booze that they live in and under. Why? Because this, these visual memories take us back sometimes. And it's the sojourn from Israel, from Egypt, ultimately into the promised land. So eight days, Sabbath to Sabbath, and now we're on the eighth morning. And they're coming up for the final celebration. I would imagine songs were sung as they're walking with that water to pour onto the altar, the west side of the altar. And they, they hear a man saying, these words. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, 
whom those who believed in him were to receive. See there, it hasn't come yet. We're in Acts 1. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The resurrection of Jesus and the ushering in of this new dispensation, this time where the Holy Spirit would indwell all saints, is powerful. But the evidence of it is clear. Living, pure, life-giving water for the soul. A promise that our souls don't need to be dry ever again. How awesome is that? And I love how Jesus issued these invitations that were, that the touch point was a need. If you're thirsty, come and I'll give you something to All, drink. There was always a touch point. Oh, and, and I was it just was thinking also in, I think it's Matthew, where it's like, if you're weary, come, come to me. Come to me. And I will give you rest. So the the thirst, the rest that was needed, he was always inviting people to have their needs, their deepest needs met in him. It's interesting about this, Allie. You know, you can fast from food for 30 days, but you can't fast for water from water for any length of time at all without having maladies come upon you, right? right. I mean, people get hospitalized for dehydration regularly. People rarely in this Western culture get hospitalized for starvation. And taking that a little bit further, even your most basic doctors understand the need for water to wash toxins from your life. What a metaphor. The Holy Spirit washes the toxins of the flesh from our life. Yeah, it's like when you get when you start to not feel good, one of the biggest pieces of advice I always get is make sure you're drinking water now. Hydrate. Hydrate while you're sick. And it does help. It's crazy. And, and by the way, that's not some kooky ant. No, it's a real that. thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. So what's the evidence of the Holy Spirit giving you living, pure, life-giving water? What is it for you, Allie? You know, I think back to there was, this was particularly during the COVID season where, you know, there was just kind of, it felt like a pressure cooker all around. I mean, everybody was locked in, locked down and losing their minds. <laughs> and I remember there would be times it became like a thing for me and my husband. We would, one of us would look at each other and be like, you know what? I need five minutes. And that was our cue. I'm going to go and take five minutes with the Lord. And like, I'm going to go in a room. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to like, I need five minutes with God. And what really it was a heart's cry. I need living water right now. I'm dry. I'm dry. So I'm going to go and I'm going to take five minutes. And without fail, that five minutes, you would walk out or he would walk out of the room and we would be different yeah. from when we went in there. And you've been drinking in five minutes. Yeah. That drink was what we needed. How's that work for you, Boom Crew? Where are you experiencing the evidence of the Holy Spirit as seen by living pure, life-giving water that, by the way, three chapters earlier from John 7 happens to be a little lady known as the woman at the well. Use the same water metaphor. You'll never run dry. Waking you up with adrenaline and Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Oh, Young Thunder saved the day. I did? Yeah, we're going to have to shut the station down. But he's got something to share. Take I do. it away, my man. Yeah. So yesterday I was driving home with my wife and someone on the road wasn't happy with me. They were ticked. And they were very upset. And I didn't do any I didn't do anything. I wasn't intentionally provoking anything. I was just driving, minding my business. And 
they were upset, having a bad day or something, and they got in front of me and they kind of put me in a trapping position, which is to kind of antagonize you but not let you leave the situation. And I was scared. I was a little scared because I didn't. Because he kept hitting the binders. He kept hitting the brakes. He wouldn't let me go forward. If I tried to move into a different lane, he got in front of me and did the same thing. I was stuck. I didn't know if I should get off the highway, if you know what I should do. And my fear very quickly went to anger. I got very upset, very angry. And my wife was there and she helped me and, and I calmed down. But through the day, I was having a real hard time letting it go. I couldn't stop thinking about him, couldn't stop seeing his face in my mind. And as I was sitting down for bed last night, I read a little bit of the word and I prayed and I said, God, I can't, I can't let this guy go. It, it, it's not stopping and I need your help. And God revealed to me that I couldn't let it go because he took me out of the control position. He put me in a position where I had no control over the situation and it felt a little violating, to be honest. And then God gave me something else where he said, that man may have taken you out of control, but I am always in control. He said, that man was not in control either. I was in control and I had you. And the peace that he gave me that I've never felt in those situations before because I have had situations like that in the past and I've never been able to let go of them. You know, pre-Christ days, I would have stayed with it. I would have stewed on it forever and ever until it just kind of dissipated. (laughs) Yeah, atrophied and I I grew numb to the situation. If it was someone in my life, I would have probably held it against them for quite a while. But because I have the Holy Spirit, because I have streams of living water flowing through my heart, God gave me the strength to let go of something I know I never would have been able to let go of without him. And it's out of this world. And it's out of this world. It is. It was literally impossible. I know how many times I've failed at that situation in the past, but now that I have him, he gave me something that I couldn't have attained on my own. And I was grateful for it. One of the great evidences of the power of the Holy Spirit are these living, pure, life-giving, soul-quenching, Parched mouth, wetting, droplets of the Holy Spirit. It's powerful. What an amazing gift. What an amazing evidence of the Holy Spirit. Ella, Hickory Hills, how you see in the Holy Spirit at work in your life, those streams of living water? Um, good morning. I, I see it every day from when I wake up. But the story that came to mind is um, there was a girl in my life that I didn't like, and I don't even know why because I know today that it wasn't her. And when I believed God gave me so much love for her and I expressed how I felt before, I just wanted her to know. And she's like, no, stop, come on. And I said, no, I want you to know that I didn't like you for no reason. You didn't do anything, you know, but now I love her. And I know this is only by the Holy Spirit. It's him, not me. He gave me love because God is love and every time and we're friends and I just I just love her. Yeah, that's really cool. That's By the awesome. way, Ella, just to back you up there, you know, if we go to Galatians chapter five, we see that the fruit of the spirit is love. So let's get real practical here. Amen. If the Holy Spirit's flowing through us, one of the 
first fruits, we're going to see of that. One of the first evidences of these streams of living water is love. And by the way, not love for self. We don't have a problem with that. Our biggest problem is not love for self. It's very true. (laughs) Whether we feel like we sometimes loving yourself, even when you're constantly fixated on your flaws, is still a form of self-love because it's all about you always. That's hard-hitting stuff you're sharing there, but that's, that's accurate. You know, we're called to love our neighbors as ourselves, implying there we love ourselves quite well. Take care of ourselves? We attempt to. Now, that doesn't, doesn't mean that pain isn't real and that betrayal doesn't hurt and there's a lot of pain. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't deny those realities in our life at all. But at the very core... We've got this desire to make sure that we're cared for. But the Holy Spirit is the one that quenches that thirst alone. Isn't that cool? It's a, I mean, I love being reminded of this. Yeah. He quenches it, guys. Coming up, speaking of Sukkot, Feast of Booze, Feast of Tabernacles, and that's going to be, what's the date on that again? Coming up in October, we've got a plan for it. October 16th to the 23rd. You know what we need to do? We need to do a whole week on Feast of Tabernacles. Whole week, I like just it. going through what in the world were they celebrating? What's going? Why? Why celebrate the Great Exodus? Idea. What are the high points? We'll just go right through the Exodus, the deliverance of God, all the way into the Promised Land. The symbolism is powerful. Coming up after news. Speaking of Israel, we got someone who's got a ministry unique to IDF, Israeli Defense Forces. They know he's a Christian, but isn't it interesting about human nature, even though someone might be of a totally different bent than you, when you're hurting, you'll take that help. When you're in need. You'll take it. Hang on. No energy? No problem. We have all the energy you need and more. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, I got a pop-up shop. Pop shop. Got a pop-up shop. Got a Carl and Crew prize pack on the table for someone. And here it is. So when you do not have a garage door opener and you need to get out of the garage, what do you need to do? I'll tell you what I need to do. I have to hit the down button, sprint across the garage, lift both legs one at a time over the laser light. (laughs) The laser light's there in case there's anything under that garage door when it's coming down. It'll see it and it'll pop back up. So if you break that laser field with any part of your body, door goes back up again. You got to go back in. You got to hit it again. You got to get a running start. A little bit. I'm. <laughs> I like the idea I want of Carl a running of laps this. around his garage so he can get a head start, like a running start, and then hits the button in stride. Actually, actually, when there's <laughs> a, three. when there, there's been a car in the way, and I've got I've, I've got to go around my wife's car and then shoot right and go head. And, oh, and it's get a tricky there. one, yeah. But then you got to bend over, get right leg. I just boom, pop right leg over. Keep my my shoulders and back down so that because the garage door is coming down, and if you hit it with your back, it feels that resistance. It goes up again. You got to go back and start it all over again. So I'm going to give a Carlin Crew prize pack to the oldest person that can still do that trick. What? Yeah, I'm what? 63 and I'm doing it. So I want to get the oldest person. It's an integrity move. 
you, you, the oldest you were when you l- did the deal, you hit the garage door close button, you sprint for that exit, you lift up your right leg, then you lift up your left leg, you don't break the laser field. Sure. And that door goes down. By the way, it's a huge sense of satisfaction when you do that. It's huge. It's like I beat that door. Is the Mission Impossible theme playing in your we, head? We need some Mission Impossible <laughs> theme, theme plan. Are we doing a call segment here or a text? No, I'm taking in callers, only callers, no textures. But if you call in, I'm giving it to the oldest person that can call in in the next few minutes. Oldest person who has hit the down button, didn't have a garage door opener. So you hit the down button. And the doors go, it's starting to go down. And you're sprinting toward that garage door. You leap over that laser field. That's for me about six inches off the floor, maybe a foot, probably a foot off the floor. You leap over that laser field with your right foot, then your left foot. And you kind of got to lift your right foot up and you got to go there. It is over that field. And then you lift up that left field. And the door closes safely. Satisfaction. And then as he's walking away, an explosion. Oldest person to do this right now. Is this something that's commonly done? I think so. Oh, yeah. I've done this before. 312-274-9624. Done it with my wife a couple times. She's sitting in the car. She goes, I get such a kick out of you doing that. What if she did? Okay. I you know you question. can get another garage door opener. Well, I mean, I've got plenty <laughs> of garage door openers. Do this, it Allie. just only happens on the occasion like what's happening oh, okay. to me now. Well, my car is stranded downtown. I left the garage door opener. 312-274-9624. Just bring them in. They're just all calling for this. Just all right, I got to go in. let them know. Yeah, let them know in there. We got them calling in. <laughs> I, I'm looking for the oldest person. We got to keep that theme going, Young Thunder. So we, he's doing everything. He's shaking. He's quivering. He's running out the door. He's in. talking to our call screeners. <laughs> So we need Bring to get him in here. Oldest person who's done this. Oldest person who's done this gets a Carl and Crew prize pack. Look at the calls pouring in here. 312-274-9624. You have run the gauntlet. You've not broken the laser field. You've ducked below the doors. It's coming down. Uh, Eric, have you done it, man? Hello, Carl. Yeah, have you done it? Oh, all the time. All the time. Almost daily, probably. <laughs> like daily? Wow. All right, Eric, how old are you? I'm 57. Hey, man. Okay. Doesn't it feel quite satisfying that you're limber enough to still do that, Eric? Exactly, and that's actually a surprise that I am limber enough to do that, but I do it all the time. That's okay. great. Thanks Eric's for holding on. in the lead on. right now. Stay in there, Eric. 57. Uh, who's coming in here? Bring in someone. All right, we've got... Uh, I don't last have names last for four numbers. Last four so numbers. let's say... 2692. 2692. 2692. Who are you? Hi, I'm Wayne from Westmont. Do you do this, Wayne? Yes, I do all the time, Carl. I'm laughing because I'm 62. I'll be 63 in in April, and I broke my uh, remote, so I've been doing it for about <laughs> two years now. Three years? <laughs> oh, it, it is. It's like I accomplished something. I feel so happy that <laughs> You're with me, enough. baby. You're with okay, me. Stay on the horn. 62. Wayne from Westmont. All right, we're going to go. Tom and, okay? Tom and Wheaton. How old are you? Hello? Tom, you're on. How old are you, my man? Oh, 
I'm going to be 70 at the end of the month. Oh. Last time I did it, before we downsized, I was 68. 68. Tom, you're my man. <laughs> wow. You're my inspiration. You're Tom, uh, just you like Mission Impossible. <laughs> Little Tom Cruise action. It's a good way to stay young. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> keeps the, the keeps you joints loose. We got we to gotta recook it here. Tom's in the lead. We got Tom's in the lead. We got 68. 68. Yeah. Uh, Peter, Lyle, how old are you, Peter? Hello, Peter. Peter and Lyle. Yeah, doing great, man. Do you do the uh, force field, jumping over it, keeping your head down, getting out the garage without a remote in your hand? I I have done that in the past, but it's a whole lot easier, so you don't have to do it if you get a keypad to the outside (laughs) of your garage. Peter, I'm not looking for help here. (laughs) I'm looking for the limber among us. How old were you when you were doing it, Peter? Oh, 65 or 66. I'm proud of you, Peter. Limber man. Peter's a limber man. <laughs> so far, Tom's in the lead here. Yep. Wayne in Chicago. What do you say, Wayne? Hello, Wayne. Well, I think we talked to we Wayne. Talked we to, yeah, talked we talked to, to Wayne. 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 Okay, yeah, uh, three, three, five, five, five. Three, five, 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 five. Who do we have here? Uh, that's me. That, that's me. That's Mike. So, uh, yeah, I... Um, my car is in the shop about uh, oh, a couple months ago last year. I'm 62. Uh, same, age, same age as uh, Tom Cruise, by the way. So, um, yeah. The thing, the thing you're missing, the thing you're missing though is there's a spin move you got to do. Yeah, there is. When, when, you, when, you lift, when you lift the one foot, the other foot, there's a little spin. You're really yeah, right you're out. right. Boom, you're out. Because you can't just step over. You, you got to have a place momentum. to put your left foot in. You got to keep the momentum. Hey, when you exactly, you gotta have the spin move. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that, brother. Stay on the horn because you introduced the spin move. So I'm giving away two prize packs: one to Tom for being the oldest, and the spinnerific Cat Daddy himself. Two prize packs going out right there. <laughs> and that's the way we roll. You know that. I never would have expected that that many people They're get that much delight. Pour it in here. No women. <laughs> Now, what does that Did you say? That? You, know what? Say, you know what's you going on with that? that? <laughs> the women have the remote. Like, um, That's true. I didn't hear any women call in for this one. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Maybe we find a more efficient way of doing it. I don't know. I will just call someone in the house. Hey, honey, can you come and close the garage? I'm out now. Somebody, somebody texted in and said, I'm 120 and lift up the garage door manually every day. Get out of here, 7030. <laughs> You've been 86 from our text stream. That's so good. But Hilarious. that's a good one. Stay on the horn, Mike and Tom getting Carla Crew prize packs. Great call. Give though. me a little bit more of that Mission Impossible. <laughs> oh, a, little more, a little more Mission yeah, a little Impossible. Bit of that. All right. A little bit of that. Hold it. We got to get a woman in here. Knowing that a woman did this, Carol in Chicagoland. Carol, you done this? Um, not only have I done that, but I've also smartened up and <laughs> I shut the garage door, leave the front door of the house and lock it with my key. Oh, there you go. I'm okay. 71. Se- and I'm 71. So, stay, um, you stay whoa. on the horn, Carol. <laughs> you're getting a pack. Now, do you agree with Mike though, Carol, when you're going out the door, you got to put a spin move when you've done that, right? You lift up that right leg. Nope. Nope. You hop you it? You just... Get to, nope, you get there, you step carefully over it, and then you move. You, you must be quick. It. 
All right, she's she's yeah. got Grace. she's got some limbers there. An S. Carol, yeah. you stay on yeah. the horn. There's, there's the man's way of doing it, and then there's the women's way. <laughs> okay, you fine. don't need to do all that. You're no. doing too much. I, I don't know the mechanics because honestly, I'm kind of with Mike. I do not know without a little pivot how you get the left leg out. You'd have to step far enough with the right leg that you got enough momentum that then the left leg comes over and steps. Boom! Outside uh, see, the. Carl, the thing signal. is for me, because you're making it seem like you've backed the car out of the garage. You have yeah. you have to get out of the car anyway. Why not just type the code into the keypad? Oh, no, you don't want a keypad because you want to do this to stay limber. Forget the keypad. <laughs> there limber. are other ways some to conven- stay limber. Some conveniences will actually seize up your body. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Having a keypad is going to seize up your some body? Conven- like a phone, it can just- seize up your body. Oh, okay. Got to keep the body moving, moving. I miss Coming not up. having a garage. Minute and a half. <laughs> wow, wow. See what I'm missing? <laughs> this is reason enough to get a garage. It is. <laughs> and load it with stuff so that you got to walk out of it. Hang on. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Israel's still happening. It's interesting how something can so command the attention of the world. And then it's almost like many people forget. And we are so prone to move on when things don't directly affect our everyday. You predicted this would happen. It happens all the time. But it's still going on. Missiles are still flying into Israel. Uh, The Gaza mess is still ongoing. But there's a lot of work that's happening on the ground. Ron, you get some good work going on the ground in Israel, don't you, my man? Yes, we do. We're uh, my Christian Friends of Israel has been in Israel since 1986. Sharon Sanders and her late husband Ray Sanders started the uh, started the ministry, and the ministry was the opportunity was just to reach out to Israel with our compassion, telling them that we care for them and that we really want to help them. And we are one of the uh, few organizations that have actually been incorporated in Israel and has been identified by the Israeli government. Wow, that is wonderful. What do you do? We in Israel, we have the opportunity to really literally be the hands and feet of Jesus, but at the same time, loving God's people unconditionally. Uh, We believe that, um, you know, Israel is definitely God's prophetic time clock. And what we do is we reach out with compassion, especially with a ministry that I'm involved in called David Shield, which reaches out to Israel's warriors called the IDF. We provide them with opportunities to be able to uh, get items that they cannot afford themselves Mm -hmm. and everything. No war items, but just items that will help the battalions, their bases throughout Israel. We help the soldiers with uh, jackets, pants, boots, knee pads, headgear, backpacks, tents, and a host of other items. As I said, no military items and everything. And we also have a program called First Fruits, which means we reach out to Christian pastors across the land and encourage them. Our guest, Ron Leonard, is U.S. Army retired. He's also a spokesperson for the Christian Friends of Israel. So tell us a little bit about why, what drew you to this? What drew me was this, is I grew up in a family that was uh, pro-Israel. My wife and I met at a church that was pro-Israel, and uh, we just uh, feel that it's a passion that to stay on the right side of history, we need to be, we need to have have a burden for Israel. The Bible plainly says, I will bless those who bless thee, and I will curse those that curse thee. That's it's pretty quaint. We just want to be able to bless Israel, bless its people, and be able to reach them and tell people in the United States how they can be involved. 
I love Israel. Been there several times. I love the land. It's it's amazing that such a small country, a little postage stamp, continues to be the focal point of the world in this Gaza uprising that we've seen in the last few months. Uh, this has been like proof positive for the scriptures. I mean, it's a fulfillment of prophecy. There's so much going on. But let's get into your work a little bit more. What are you doing with these men and women, the IDF soldiers? I know you're able to be the hands and feet of Jesus, but are you able to ever cross that threshold and have discussions about the Messiah, Jesus? Yes, we are. We are able to do that. Again, uh, we have to be, you know, sensitive to them. I love what the Apostle Paul said when he said that I want to be all things to all people so that some may be saved. Yes. And so we try to be very careful with what we say, but we do have the opportunity. They know we're a Christian ministry. They know that we believe in Jesus, the Messiah. We make that very clear in our mission statement. But at the same time, we try to reach out to them. I've often heard it said as a Christian in the United States, don't tell me I have a friend in Jesus till I know I have a friend in you. <laughs> that is so true. And so we just try to reach them that. And there are conversations that happen. They see our compassion and they go, what makes you do that? And that opens up the opportunity to share because of the love that we have for the Messiah, Yeshua. Coming up, but Ron, I want to ask you, what is it more that the church can be doing? You mentioned that's part of your mission is to be equipping and involving churches. Uh, what can we be doing more with our guest, Ron Leonard, with David Shield coming up? Helping you start your day with a boom. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Got Ron Leonard with us. He's with David Shield. They've got a strategic ministry to the IDF. That's the Israeli Defense Forces and powerful ministry. So, Ron, what can the church here in in America be doing to support this effort? The first thing they can do is pray. I've often heard it said that when all I can do is pray, I'm doing everything my Lord's commanding me to. So I encourage people to pray. The next thing they can do is visit the website and they can look and see what we're doing. Uh, we have our magazine on there called For Zion's Sake, which is a printed magazine, but it's also free online and free of charge. So they can go on there and request that magazine totally free and find out what we're doing. I've often heard it said that when you pray, you need to pray according to knowledge. So that gives them the opportunity to be able to pray about what's going on in Israel and how I can be involved. God, what do you want me to do? Ron, soldiers are people. They have emotions. They have feelings. What's going on, boots on the ground, with this war that we see? In fact, I heard it reported here just recently from a nonpartisan source that the IDF has done in modern war more to prevent innocent loss of life than any warring unit that has ever been recorded in history with preemptive notices and uh, doing everything they can to prevent civilians getting wrapped up in this mess. But this is this is sensitive stuff. What are these IDF warriors? What's going on in their hearts and minds right now? Well, uh, they're going through things that all military men and women do, spending 20 years in the military, being involved in the Afghan and Iraq wars. I see emotionally what has happened to a lot of soldiers, and they deal with the same thing that a lot of us deal with in the U.S., and that's PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome. 
they deal with traumatic brain injuries and everything. And we actually um, we actually got a ministry now that we're partnering with that uses therapy dogs to be able to be with the soldiers and everything. So that has really helped. We started that just just in January of 2024. So uh, you know we're excited about that. But the soldiers are going through everything that a family would go through. You know they're seeing things that we do not see, and they're really going through it emotionally. So you know you can really pray for them because a lot of them are experiencing PTSD, and we're trying to address that issue. That's good. Hey, before you go, give us a story. Give us a story that's on your heart that grips you from your ministry. What grips me mostly is I saw a uh, picture the other day with Sharon with a bunch of IDF troops, and I got to make sure I make it through this, is that uh, she visits them, and the CFI visits them regularly out there, and and, uh, she was just with the soldiers, and they kept coming up to her and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, like I said, we we cooperate with other ministries there, too, but we are on the ground constantly. Constantly, Sharon, like I said, has been there since 1986 and was one of the first major ministries there in Israel. And that really gripped me of her just looking the soldiers in the face and they're saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, great word. Ron Leonard, thank you, man. You're doing a good work. If you want to check that out, Boom Crew, good information here. CFIJerusalem.org. That's CFIJerusalem.org. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Sometimes you just got to dive in twice. Yeah, it was so thrilling. When it happened to me this morning, I said, I can't wait to get into radio today because we're going to do it. And I surprised the team and I'm going to surprise them again. All right, Boom Crew. I've got an award for someone. That is really cool. I need some music for this thing. So here's here's what a man and sometimes women have to do. So this morning, I've got a friend's car. That's a whole nother story. Let me just tell you, like a good neighbor. Yeah. State Farm might be there, but Allstate doesn't have good hands. That's all I can say. You're not in good hands with your stranded car. Nah, man, it was a rough, rough night. sorry. Four-hour, five-hour delay in getting a tow to my mechanic, and it never came. So my car sits alone, downtown Chicago. Okay. But that means that when I got up this morning, I go to the garage, and I'm heading out, and I left the garage door opener downtown. So. You got a problem. uh, It could be fun. And it was. You got to gamify things, tragedies in life. No remote. Pull the car out. Now what's a man to do? So you hit the garage door, but boom, it starts to come down. But as you run toward that opening, you've got to bend over and at the same time, lift your right foot. And as Tim, who called in about an hour and a half ago here, said, then you pivot. And the reason you got to lift your right foot is there's a laser that comes across that door right about a foot height. You got to get up over and you can't have a pant leg dangle into that laser because that garage door will go right back right. up again. So is this what you did this morning? It's what I did this morning. So what I thought we would do is have a little fun right now. I want the, I want the most senior man or woman to call in who's done this. The oldest it is that you've done this and you get a Carly Crew prize back. Okay. The oldest person who's done the Mission Impossible a garage leap 
That's what it is, Allie. To get over those lasers so that you can close the garage door from the inside. Yes, ladies, we know that there are easier, more efficient ways of doing this. Believe me. Believe me. Nothing is fun. (laughs) But if you have had the adventure, the thrill of doing this Carl's way. The satisfaction of clearing that laser and seeing that garage door close, even though the <laughs> opener is nowhere to be found. The oldest person who's done this gets a Carlin Crew prize pack. Come on, 312. 2- <laughs> 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2- 2-
Gary in Chicago, what do you say, Gary? I'm 77 years old, Buffalo Grove, and the story is that my garage door opener did not work. I'm inside my car, inside a garage in a condo building. I have to exit the car, push the button, run back to the car, accelerate out of the garage before the gar the gore comes down. I barely made it. Gary, you're our winner. Whoa, Come wow. on, give it up yeah, for Gary. Wow, yeah. Gary is our winner. Gary, now I got to ask you this, brother. Isn't there a true sense of deep satisfaction when that door finally shuts and you know you have conquered that feat? There's a sense of relief, Carl. <laughs> relief. <laughs> it didn't get me this time. It didn't hit me on the head. That's a good word. When you're in your 70s, it's it relief. It didn't hit it's... my car. It didn't hit my car. Well, that, that was the exciting thing. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, my man. Stay on the horn. A lot of good responses here. Gary is our prize pack winner. This our winner. He is. So good. He is. And uh, who was it who was helping neighbors? That's it was Tracy. I, Tr- I, Tracy. We got to give it to Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. The, yeah. As well, because the fact that she does this for the neighbors, too. That's that's really that's next level. That's the love of Jesus, right I mean, there. Like a good Amen. neighbor, you talk about Tracy's that. There. Tracy is there. Tracy is there. <laughs> All right, stay on the that's horn. Good. Tracy and Gary get a Carlin Crew prize back All today. Right. Give them a hand, guys. What we're talking about. Oh, isn't that fun? That's. I'm glad so many people get a little sense of joy out of yeah, this out is, of that feat. T- here's what happens, especially inside men, but women too. When you've done this and you hear someone else say it, you've got to tell them because it just there builds this fraternity of, of, of laser leaping. Well, and you know what? I do think it's fun to get those little like those little moments of victory that are they're crazy, they're crazy, they're weird. You know, I think the last one I remember is when I had a was cooking an egg and I managed to do the egg flip without a spatula and I just did the, oh, the flick the of the wrist. The first time you get that and got that thing to flip cleanly, I I think that's that was my version of the Mission Impossible jump. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a funny little flipping. thrill because I'm an over medium guy, but I don't like to break the yolk. So the key with that is I butter up my pants heavy duty and I love flipping eggs. But if you got to put a spatula to an egg, you haven't cooked enough of them. Because you butter up that pan, you got to have a short enough pan, a small enough pan where that lip just gives it a little yep. kick. But then when you're catching it, the key is you've got to come down. You can't catch it, bonk, static. You've got to catch it on the descent so that it's a slow flop it's back into the It's very plan. similar to the garage escape. You just yeah, there's you a little just, twist that's involved. You just got to do it. Yeah. All right, coming up, minute and a half. We got cool things going on in Israel. I mean, really cool stuff. Hang on. Your number one hub for freedom stories. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. I want to let you know about a big trip that's coming up here. It is totally sold out, but we held back a couple tickets to give away. This is the uh, Journeys of Paul Sail Away con- contest. We're going to be sending two people out on the Mediterranean. You're going to be touring some of the places where the New Testament letters were actually written. You're going to have awesome tour guides in Dr. Mark Job, Dr. Joe Stoll, and Dr. Michael Rydelnik. This is coming up in, in September later this year. I want you to get all the details because this is quickly coming to a close. One entry forms all you need. So if you've done it, uh, just hold tight. But if you've not, don't miss out. Just text the word TRIP to 312-274-9624. Text TRIP to get the entry form. TRIP to 312-274-9624. So we're talking about evidence of the Holy Spirit. One of the great evidences is that we are going to be irrigated with the power of the Holy Spirit. And this Spirit is going to manifest itself in living, pure, life-giving 
spiritual water that quenches thirsts and gives us incredible joy and satisfaction. What does water do for you more? Give you joy or satisfaction? Satisfaction. Bingo. Satisfaction. Bingo. There's something so satisfying. I've had this conversation with my wife, you know, after like a big workout or something. You know, I say, there is nothing that feels better <laughs> when you're sweating and it's hot and you're parched to just drink some water. Yeah. Just some cold water. You don't need that Gatorade. No. Nope. That was invented, by the way, by the Florida Gators, just for the record. But you don't need Gatorade. You just need good, pure spring river, preferably red. You know, the best way to have great, refreshing water is to have a fresh stream in Alaska running over the rocks, and you get down, kneel beside it, cup your hands in that baby, and slurp it up after a big hike. <gasps> oh, wow. I've never done that. Oh, man. Nothing that like it, sounds Allie. refreshing. Oh, it's so refreshing. There's For some reason, there's nothing like, I mean, yeah, we got these Fiji waters here. I love this stuff. This is good. This can't touch river water in Alaska that's coming out of the hills. Oh, you don't want to get that slow running water that's trickling. That's got GRD in it, all kinds of bad stuff. Oof. Give you the trots. <laughs> Okay, but you do want to keep. Thank you. <laughs> well, you want, but <laughs> you, you, if you stick in, the, <laughs> if you wouldn't comment about it, we'd just keep moving. No, oh. nobody in their mind who's if listening. If you didn't say it, I wouldn't comment about it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in all seriousness, what a powerful gift from God that the Holy Spirit comes on Pentecost as He predicted, and we would be forever changed for two thousand years. People in northern Nigeria today. People in the underground church in Iran, Iraq, in China. China's getting wiped out right now, man. They're getting hit hard. The church in Africa is thriving, even in the midst of, would you believe this, some of the most widespread slavery that is still going on in the world, happening right now in Africa, among their own people. Terrific stuff. But these little Fires of revival followed by streams of living water are pouring in and through these people. Isn't it awesome? Because it's people who are responding to their thirst. Yeah. It's the only thing that can satisfy. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it takes that desperation to where you, you, the only thing, you won't even look to other things. Because I think when you have, have you ever been like mildly thirsty? And so you don't really feel that pressing need. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'll get I'll, I'll get some water later. Allie, or that get, is so right on. But it's like when you get to that point of thirst where you're like, I, my mouth is so dry. Like I might just drop down right now yeah. if I don't get a drink of water. When you get to that point of thirst spiritually. Look out. Look out. Look out. And then you get that first sip. And it's like, wow. So in lieu of calls coming in, that's cool. I want you to pray that streams of living water would flow in every listener today. Yeah. That we would be mindful enough to be filled with the Holy Spirit, set aside anxious hearts, receive the Spirit in a fresh and new way today. That if we live in the Spirit, we'll keep in step with the Spirit. That means get into those streams with God. Let him irrigate your soul. Would you pray that way? I will. Sovereign Lord, we take you at your word that there are streams of living water, that your 
spirit. You fill us by your spirit and that you enable us to live how we could never live before. So I pray for the person who's listening to this conversation right now and is aware of their thirst, is aware that they are parched, that they have not drunk from the well of living water in a long time. Lord, I pray that you would irrigate the heart and the soul of every person listening. Lord, that we would not settle uh, for living thirsty. We would not settle for looking to other things for satisfaction, but you have extended the invitation to come to me if you are thirsty and I will give you water, living water that will flow out of you. Lord, what a, what a promise. Let us not live beneath that, but for every follower of Jesus Christ today, starting with myself, Lord, fill us to overflowing, satisfy our soul and make us never live another day thirsty when you're offering living water right now. It's available, and we thank you. Help us to take hold of it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, I want to I make this very clear. I don't know what path you're walking today, but if you're ready to walk the path less traveled and follow Jesus and give him total surrender of your life today, today is new. You say, how, Carl? Repent, turn around in your heart, just admit to Jesus, I'm a sinner. Just tell him that, speak it out. I'm repenting and turning around today and I'm giving you my life. I'm ready, let me live. You're resurrected, give me your life, fill me up. And if that's you and that's the cry of your soul today, just text the word new to us right here, N-E-W. This is your day of salvation. This is the day of brand new beginnings. You are brand new. And we've got practical things to help you. Great resources. Even a free resource we'll send your way. Links to Bibles, how to find a good church. Do it right now. Text the word new to our number, 312-274-9624. This is for you today. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.